0: Hey Shalom and welcome to the third series of Medrash Morsels. These are short, meaningful, and sweet chunks of Medrash designed for the whole family. Medrash Morsels for Parshas Vayetzeh, says the Tanchuma. There were two times in history that Hashem, the pure and holy Abishtur, he contaminated his honor in order to protect the Tzadikim. You see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu only speaks nevuah to a pure mind, a pure soul. A Navi has to be a chacham, a tzaddik who keeps his mind clean, keeps his Neshama pristine and pure. Then Hashem feels comfortable to connect with that purity. But to speak to a Rasha? Even to speak to a tzaddik when a Rasha is nearby or in the vicinity, Hashem doesn't even do. But Hashem came to Avi Melech and spoke to him. Oi, what a filthy mind. Avi Melech? Do you remember him back in Pasha's Vayera? He heard about a pretty lady that had entered his kingdom. He would have killed her husband if he knew she was married. And the despicable king of Geror, this Plishti, sent his guards to kidnap her. That night, before Avimelech could touch Sarai Imenu, Hashem crawled into his defiled mind in a dream. Imagine climbing down into a sewer... And walking barefoot in the mud. That's what Hashem needed to do before it was too late. He came into Avimelech's dream, and he warned Avimelech. Hashem was making an exception. And the other exception, the other time, was in this week's Pasha, Pasha Vayetze. Hashem also came into Lavan Arami's mind and warned him, just in order to save Yaakov and his children. Lavan had wanted to kill the whole family, This is what happened. As you probably know, Yaakov had been working for Lavan as a shepherd for 20 years. During that time, Yaakov had four wives, 12 children, and was bursting with wealth. M'od! M'od! Very, very much. Suddenly, he gets a message to return to his parents back in Chavron. His boss, Lavan, happened to be on a business trip out of town. Yaakov didn't want to wait for Lavan to return. He knew that Lavan would not be so happy with him leaving. He would give him a hard time. So Yaakov seized the opportunity, quickly packed up his family onto camels, and led away all of his livestock and wealth, headed back to Eretz ba-bum. While Yaakov was packing up, Rachel, his wife, snuck into her father's house and stole his truffim What are truffim Oy, oy, the Medrash tells us what they were. It's yucky. You might want to lower the sound now or skip a minute. Lavan took firstborn boys and slaughtered them. Then Lavan poured a mound of salt over their dead bodies. The bodies shrink as the salt drains out all of the blood and fluids that are inside. After a time... The boy's dead body is dry and preserved. Then, Lovan puts the body into perfume to take away the bad, dead odor. He then writes the name of a demon, of Tuma, on a small, flat plate of gold. And Lovan says a magic spell that puts the gold plate under the dead boy's tongue. Now he has a teraf. Those are terafim. Lovin had at least two of these terafim. What did Lavan do with them? He would slide the Trophim onto a shelf carved into the wall and then light candles in front of them. Lavan bowed down to them and he would begin to whisper questions to them. They were like Avodah now. And the Trophim would start to talk. They would whisper secrets back to Lavan. Like, for example, the Trophim could inform Lavan Yaakov was planning to escape. So, Rachel stole the Trophim so Lovan couldn't use them against her husband. That's what the Medru says about Terafim. Anyways, three days later, Lovan found out, and he was furious. In his anger, he planned to chase Yaakov's family down and kill them all. Lovin took off full speed ahead with his angry, his angry men. They were going... The end of the first day was enough for them to catch up. It was seven days' journey, but they had gone seven times the speed. And At the end of the day, it was getting dark. Yakov's camp was in view of them. But it was too dark, Lovin said to himself. Let's unpack and sleep overnight, but tomorrow Yakov is dead meat. Lovin went to sleep, and that's when Hashem stepped into his muddy mind and warned him. Watch it, buddy. That's basically what Hashem said to him. So the next day, Lavan didn't kill Yaakov. He didn't kill anybody. He was too afraid of Hashem's warning. But Lavan did come to argue with Yaakov, and in the end they made peace. But before the peace, Lovin was searching for his teraphim. Why did you steal my gods? He said to Yaakov. Some gods, <laughs> they can't even stop themselves from being stolen. What kind of god is that? Well, Yaakov had no clue that Rochel had stolen them. How would anybody from my family steal its Geneva? I promise, says Yaakov, whoever you find your gods with should not continue to live. It's like Yaakov was saying, how dare you suspect me or any of my people of doing such a neveira?" Laban searched, but he couldn't find anything that belonged to him anywhere in Yaakov's camp. Rochel was really sitting on those Terafim hiding them. And now... Rachel had been cursed by Yaakov, her husband. Even though Yaakov didn't know it, he didn't mean it. But after all, it was a tzaddik's curse. Rachel didn't die right away. Rachel still needed to give birth to Benjamin. And in next week's Pashas Vayishlach, just after Binyamin is born, that's it. Rachel needs to die. Rachel died. It was very hard for Yaakov, but in the end, it was gam zul It all worked out for the best because Rochel needed to be buried in Keve Rochel for the future davening for her children. For more stories, visit our website, www.musulestories.com